Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and I hope you're Spending time, quality time outdoors today, spending it with your family or, or friends, maybe some of your hunting buddies, or, or maybe you're introducing, taking someone new to the outdoors. You know, for some of us, well, it's wetting a line for crappies or trout, yet for some it's tuning up for the coming spring turkey season, scouting and walking your hunting lands, looking for a sign, and hey, for a lot of us, we'd just love to go look for shed antlers, giving you some additional insight in the next fall's deer season. Well, having fun and drinking in the many unique features of Mother Nature is what it's all about. Well, February is Conservation Convention Sports Show Month for many. Bass Pro Shops Convention Partners hold their annual events during this month, and Safari Club International's convention is happening right now, today and tomorrow in Reno, Nevada. Coming up on Valentine's Day weekend, the NWTF will be at Opperland in Nashville. Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever are holding their convention and sports show Pheasant Fest in Minneapolis. And I'll be emceeing for three nights the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, Utah. Great fellowship and fun, special one-of-a-kind auction items raising money for conservation, lots of hunts, art, entertainment, and more. Well, this is the time to throw your support behind your favorite conservation group and take advantage of being so many, being part of so many like-minded people just love the outdoors and want to put something back. Well, today on our show, we've got five outstanding guests that come to us from the world of conservation. Four of them are going to be telling about their respective conventions. Keith Balford of the Wild Sheep Foundation is going to bring us up to speed on the recently held major event in Reno, Nevada. Miles Moretti of the Mule Deer Foundation give us a sneak preview of what's to come at the Expo in Salt Lake City. And Howard Vincent of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever is going to share the excitement of Pheasant Fest in Minneapolis. Peter Mueller is going to take us to Opperland in Nashville, where the NWTF is going to celebrate the wild turkey. And as she always opens the first segment of each month with the latest news from Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we have our communications manager, Katie Mitchell. Katie, hey, welcome back to Outdoor World. Happy February. Well, look, big <laughs> things happening at Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's. Oh, yes. Why don't you fill us in? I know a special announcement was just absolutely. made this week. Exciting. We absolutely did, and we're all extremely thrilled and honored as well. But the most comprehensive reputation study in the United States history has ranked Bass Pro Shops as the third most reputable retailer in America. Now, this is a jump from last year when we were ranked 12th. But Reputation.com just come out and, and put us at number three. That's a good number anyway. You know, number three for racing we're always proud of as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, this outranks brands like Target and Costco, Disney, Nike, uh, Ralph Lauren, Lowe's even. I mean, 
uh, Cabela's came in at 17, you know, as, as a brand. And, but, you know, with Bass Pro at number three, Cabela's at 17, you know, we are the top two highest ranked sporting goods and apparel stores in the nation. So, yes, we're very, wow. very thrilled, very thrilled about that. They take into consider things like, um, you know, the authentic relationships that we have and, and the affordability and availability of, of, of our products, the environment. How can you beat an environment at Bass Pro and Cabela's, right? But uh, we also you. do a lot with customer service and sales assistance and just caring people in the store that's all there to help you have a memorable time in the outdoors. So proud of Johnny and our whole outfitter team, all the associates, the many, many people, and, of course, our people that come to our stores, you've helped make us a leader, and we want to continue to give back, and that's just great news. Well, Katie, thanks so much. Got to move to our first break. We return. Going to be at the Sheep Foundation's Keith Balford. This and a whole lot more coming right up, and I'm Rob Keck, your host right here at Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. We all have it. Whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers, we knew it was there, inside us. That need, that longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose, to give more than we take. That we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop and you'll feel it. Listen and you'll hear it. Asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you hear a little bit of background noise, that's because we are at the 2020 SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a melting pot of hunters, those in the conservation business, many, many, many within our industry. I mean, this is where it all comes together. And I've got sitting here with me right now the Director of Marketing Communications for the Wild Sheep Foundation, my good friend Keith Balford. Keith, welcome to Outdoor World. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. You know, I've been with Keith before when he wore another hat at Boone and Crockett Club, did a tremendous job out there in Missoula, Montana. And of course, we love the work of Boone and Crockett. And I know you're into another area of conservation that is extremely important. A lot of people in the East don't even understand uh, some of the challenges and the issues of wild sheep. And of course, you're there at the Wild Sheep Foundation now. Tell us about the mission of WSF. Certainly. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, our mission is putting and keeping sheep on the mountain. And uh, we've been doing that ever since the organization was founded in 1977. Interesting story to me and, and hopefully our, our listeners is as we recovered our wildlife, our big game species, uh, sheep were lagging behind. Um, we paid a lot of attention to our whitetails and our elk and mule deer and turkeys, obviously ducks. Uh, and there was advocacy groups for all of those. And the Fish and Wildlife Agencies managing our wildlife were certainly paying attention to recover those species. Uh, but sheep didn't pay their way. There just wasn't a lot of them. So there wasn't a lot of hunting opportunities for them. 
Um, their populations were extremely low, and so that's why the Wild Sheep Foundation got going, is to, to give some love to mountain sheep. Well, when you talk about mountain sheep, uh, there's certainly more than one species or subspecies. A lot of listeners out there uh, may be familiar with one or the other, but uh, why don't you just give us a rundown of what we have here in North America. In North America, you're right, Rob, there's there's four subspecies of mountain sheep. Uh, you've got your doll sheep, that's your all-white, and so that's Alaska and, and the Yukon. And then we've got stone sheep, which is kind of a, a variation. Those two are what we call thin horns. Then we've got bighorn sheep and then desert bighorn sheep. Well, I know that... Uh, you know, my interaction with, with sheep hunters at Full Curl Society and, of course, with members of your organization, this is something that uh, is, is truly a fever that one can get, that once it gets in your blood, you can't get rid of it. I know my first, my one and only sheep hunt was a doll sheep hunt up in the Northwest Territories. It was a 10-day extreme backpack hunt. And I can tell you, I trained for months just to be in sheep shape. And I know you guys know what that means. Uh, Why don't you share with people what that means? Because this is a physical activity when you hunt these things that you better have your body and your mind conditioned uh, to actually hunt them. Yeah, you do. And that's that's one of the big attractions to sheep hunting. And, And you're right. This is... We use the term sheep fever, we use the term an itch you can't scratch. You know, for me, and I'll just speak from personal experience, I had the fortune to go doll sheep hunting myself here a couple of years ago. That was a first. And the overall experience, the backcountry, the wilderness, the horses, the backpacks, uh, every bit of it, you felt like you were on a hunt. And yeah, you did have to get in shape, and I trained for a year. And even still, oh, I know. I mean, the horses kick my butt just riding horses because I don't do that. Um, but you know, sheep hunting is is very, as I've come to learn, very aspirational. They're the pinnacle of our big game species. Um, getting to them is difficult. Access to uh, you know tags is difficult. It's a limited opportunity thing. Um, but we just got done with our, our big convention, the Sheep Show, last week in Reno. And, and look around the room there. We had well over 11,000 attendees. And these are all young, tough, you know, mountain ops, mountain it's tough. It's not an guy. old man's sport. It is not an old man's sport. Um, there's, you know, obviously some older folks there that did a lot of sheep hunting. But once you're around sheep hunting, you just want to be around sheep hunting. Yeah, you and do. She, and sheep hunters. It's very infectious. Well, look, this convention of the Sheep Wild Sheep Foundation, tell us a little bit about it. What did people come there to do? The main thing is have fun. Um, and it's it's one of the, you and I go to the, a lot of these shows, work conventions and shows, and I've always enjoyed going to the sheep show even before I worked for the foundation because it was the fun show to go to. Um, so obviously we've got, you know, exhibitors, close to 500 exhibitors, everything. And those exhibitors are... Outfitters, Outfitters, guides, uh, all the equipment, equipment, gear, sporting art, collectibles, uh, all the things that you would expect. So people go there to, you know, check off their bucket list things and, you know, talk to guides and outfitters, line up. um, And not just sheep, but, you know, all North American games. So it's a very North American-centric show. However, that said, 
there is a lot of emerging opportunities uh, internationally for sheep and goat hunting. Uh, Spain is is a real popular place now, and Kajikistan and Kazakhstan and some of these other Central Asian companies or countries. And you know, some of that stuff's more affordable than than most people think. And so there's a lot of folks coming to you know get familiar with that as well and then we have fun events we've got backpack races we have what we call our less than one club which if anybody uh, doesn't matter who if you've never taken a sheep before you're in you're entered into a drawing and we give away seven sheep hunts at a, at a beer fest and we'll go wow. go through 30 kegs in two hours and give away <laughs> seven sheep hunts it's it's quite the thing to see well i can imagine and uh you know, my sheep hunt, I won oh, in a raffle. Really? And, uh, you know, it was $40 that I thought, well, I'm just, you know, I'll donate to the cause. And when they pulled my name, I've just, I was like overwhelmed, overjoyed. I called my wife, said, you better buy a lottery ticket because there's something magic it, happening here. It really is. And it, the sheep, we always call this a sheep family. So it's interesting you bring that up because when, when we draw these names, these people are running. They're doing somersaults onto the stage. They're, they're crying. It's emotional. But what's really cool is we've got members that underwrite these hunts because they just want to see somebody go sheep hunting that never have. That's very cool. Well, well, look, that's going to take us here to our next break, but uh, you were listening here to Keith Balford, the Director of Marketing and Communications from the Wild Sheep Foundation. We've got a lot more to talk about. It's Rob Keck, your host, right here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. Sirius XM's Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. This is Rob Keck, host of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, with the latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. This is Janet Atkinson, host of FFA Today, your in-depth look at the nation's premier youth organization. Get connected with Real Ag Radio. This is Sean Haney. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in all of North America. Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147, or listen on the Sirius XM app. Hey everybody, I'm Easton Corbin, and I grew up in the smallest county in the state of Florida, and that's a long ways from Nashville, let alone elk country. But I've been hunting all my life, and I've always dreamed of chasing elk. When I came out west and heard my first bugle, I was hooked. I just had to roll with it. Now I want to make sure that dream will be here for tomorrow's hunters. If you feel the same way, make a difference and join the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation by going to www.rmef.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World right here at the center of the 2020 SHOT Show. And you hear that noise in the background, just many, many people, 70,000 people attend this convention, this five-day event that brings everybody from the hunting, the shooting, the outdoor industry together. And sitting here with me, we had him on in the earlier segment, uh, the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Wild Sheep Foundation, Keith Balford. And, uh, you know, Keith, we we're talking about the convention, the activities, people underwriting uh, sheep hunts that are raffled off. And, uh, you know, it's also interesting to me, having worked in the ring with some auctioneers selling these these hunts, did you have any high-dollar 
sheep hunts go there at your convention? There is that too, Rob. Um, we auction off a number of the state auction tags, uh, governors and commissioners tags. Um, off the top of my head, I can tell you that the uh, the Montana bighorn tag went for three hundred ten thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! And you know that that's a staggering number to me. But when you look at where that money goes to fish and wildlife and their sheep management programs and their sheep management strategies. Um, you know, this is one individual that stepped up for all of us, really. Yeah. Well, you know, Keith, I know having been at events like that where a sheep tag or a mule deer tag has brought, you know, three to $400,000, somebody would ask, why would somebody spend that much money? Got any thoughts on that one? Well, the, the ones that I've talked to are just that. They they want to contribute. Uh, they have the, the wherewithal to do that. It's the opportunity to hunt a special animal. And uh, win, lose, or draw, they feel like they're putting a little something extra, a lot something extra in the envelope of conservation, and that's that's why they're doing it. Yeah. You know, I had one guy tell me, he said, uh, this past year, he said, you know, the economy's been booming. It's been good. It's been good for my business. And he said, I need a write-off, too. And he said, uh, I've got two choices. Should I give it to the government, or should I give it to this favorite charity of mine called the Wild Sheep Foundation? And you know where it went. That's exactly right. A lot of folks do come to us uh, for some tax relief. We are a nonprofit. I will tell you that when it comes to the the state tags, that money all goes to the states. Sure. Uh, we keep a very small percentage, five percent typically, just for administrative purposes. But um, yeah, people can definitely uh, help their state planning by <laughs> donating to conservation. And it creates a lot of excitement within the crowd that's there. You know, to think people would spend that for a tag, doing something good for wildlife conservation. You know, I don't think there's any anti-hunter out there that ever spends that kind of money for conservation, whether it goes to the organization or goes to the state agency. It just doesn't happen. And again, once again, hunters are the heroes of conservation. Well, speaking of conservation and some of the funds that are generated there, uh, Bass Pro Shops has been supportive of the Wild Sheep Foundation through our Bass Pro Shops Cabela's Outdoor Fund. And recently, uh, the Wild Sheep Foundation was a recipient of one of those grants. Tell us about how those monies were used, Keith. Well, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a, a critical part. So this is the, the Roundup programs at the stores. So your customers actually did this. And we were granted some funds for uh, some specific projects that we do, which is uh, one of them is a, um, a new water enhancement guzzler project uh, for mountain sheep, which actually benefits, uh, you know, all wildlife. And yeah, I then, think that's a good point because a lot of people don't realize just even though this money went for a guzzler to help sheep, well, when you put a trail camera in one of those guzzlers and you see all the other critters, game and non-game that utilize that, what a benefit it, it is. It's, it's, you're right. Those trail cameras, they capture, it's a who's who of who's on the landscape. So funds are going to go to that one. That's establishing a new one. And then we're enhancing some guzzlers that are already on the ground, expanding them, making sure they're in good working condition. And then we've got some youth programs 
programs. Well, uh, back, back before you jump on yeah. the youth programs, uh, I think that ex- uh, the refurbishment of those two existing water developments uh, were in southeast Arizona. Correct, right? southeast Arizona. Um, obviously, arid country, and you know, without water, it, there's no wildlife. Yeah. And By the way, why don't you tell our listener very quickly what is a guzzler? Guzzler is a um, capture device, uh, kind of like uh, if you stretched a visqueen out over the ground and put a pebble in it, you know, condensation from the air gathers on that visqueen and drops into a receptacle. That's essentially what these water enhancement projects are. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're involved with a well, uh, you know, digging a well and, and bringing that water to the surface. But a lot of these are, you know, capturing moisture out of the air. Well, the third one. How about the uh, work that uh, is going for youth? Well, the work for youth, we actually have two programs that, that uh, these Bass Pro and Cavellas funds are helping. The first one is SHEEP. And right. We already talked about this. It's There's an acronym for everything. So this is Shooting, Hunting, Ethics, and Education Program. And this is a nationwide program. Um, this is where we you know, will use the funds to increase participation in these programs. So this is bringing young people in, um, school age, and away from elementary uh, on to middle school. And this is giving them exposure to hunting, the shooting sports, fishing, the outdoors, conservation, what conservation is, what it means, how they can participate. Um, and so that's a, that's our national program. It's very cool. Something we've got to do more of. You hear a lot of talk. A lot of the NGOs are involved in youth recruitment and the R3 effort out there, recruitment, retention, reactivation. Yep. Uh, so important. There was one other one, too, that I'm reading here from uh, the news release. Uh, yeah, so that's our youth conservation experience, and that actually is uh, happens at the Sheep Show. Yeah. So in Reno, uh, for one day, we bus in from all the school districts around Reno, young people, elementary through high school, and their families get them free tickets into the show, and they've got a tracks deal where there's deer and elk tracks on the floor, and they're supposed to go around and check all these boxes of things that they see. Uh, Then we take them into a separate room, and there's archery shooting, game identification, seminars on careers in conservation, getting people interested in, in possibly being a conservationist, wildlife biologist. And, and I think we brought our outdoor days outdoor equipment days. there for yep. kayaking and all kinds of yep. outdoor activities. Cabela's, Cabela's actually had three booths at the show. They set up a big outdoor tent with cots and everything for people to see. And it's what's really cool is they have these uh, paper cutout sheep horns, like hats. Yep. And to see all oh, these kids walking around the sheep show cool. with these boingy hats Pretty cool. on. Pretty really cool. Look, just the last 30 seconds. How will people find out? How can they find out more about the Wild Sheep Foundation, how they can join, how they can support the good work that you're doing? Well, the, the easy answer there is wildsheepfoundation.org. That's our website. Um, you can certainly Google Wild Sheep, and it'll lead you there. So there's, there's easy ways. Um, you know, certainly we love to have people uh, join us as members. It's, it's not an expensive buy. Uh, you get our magazine quarterly called Wild Sheep, and uh, there's a lot to see, learn, and do. Well, there you go. Keith Balford, thanks for being with us, and uh, thanks for the great conservation work that you're doing. Say hi to Gray Thornton for me when you talk to him next. I will do that. Thank and you, folks, Rob. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We will be back with another guest shortly. Golf is more than just a game. 
It is an experience. And some experiences are so enjoyable that they become memorable and are cherished for a lifetime. Top of the Rock and Buffalo Ridge. Come closer to nature. Closer to bliss. And closer to heaven than you ever imagined. This is Golf in the Ozarks. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we are back again right here at the 2020 SHOT Show. And as I mentioned, this is sort of a melting pot for the industry, for the hunting and shooting sports. We're talking about the conventions that come up all on top of each other. The Western Hunting Conservation Expo is going to be held at the Salt Palace, and I've got right here with me uh, one of the hosts, the hosts of this great event from the Mule Deer Foundation, the CEO, my good friend, Miles Moretti. Miles, welcome back to Outdoor World. Good to be back, Rob. Tell me about the event. You're going to be on the show with us at the event. We're going to be talking even more, talk with Troy Justinson with uh, Sports Fish and Wildlife. But let's give our listeners out there some heads up on what opportunity. If they're in the Salt Lake City area and want to come, tell us about the Expo. Well, the Expo is becoming one of the biggest Expos in the West, and there is something for everybody. We have over 600 exhibitors. We have everything from your favorite hunts to equipment. Uh, We have seminars. We have uh, archery tournament for the kids. We have a youth experience area. And of course, the highlight of each day is our auctions. Uh, We have some of the best big game auction tags in the West. Tell us about those. Uh, You know, create a lot of excitement. I know in talking to Keith Balford, uh, they had a sheep tag, went for 310. Uh, I think you've even had uh, a mule deer tag that went for higher than that in past years. Uh, record mule deer went at our show for over 400000 We have, um, uh, We think we might be close to that record again this year on deer, but we also have the uh, Arizona elk tag, and we're expecting it to go way over 300000 this year. But we've got hunts for everybody with no matter how, how much money you got, you can find a hunt at our expo. You know, one aspect of of this event that uh, is very unique, you can't find it anywhere else in the country, are the $205 tags that are there. Tell us about those, Miles. The state of Utah has allowed us to have 200 big game tags that people that come to the expo can apply for and uh, get a chance. Some of these are for non-resident only, um, and if you uh, put in for these tags, you can you can hunt some of the most premier big game species in the world if you're if you're successful. And uh, it's really a unique opportunity. No other no other show has that. I was looking through some of the pictures of successful hunters from past years, and we're talking about some quality units with some quality animals. And uh, you talk about a bucket list. There are some wonderful opportunities in the state of Utah, and uh, these tags you can apply for, $5, 
The only place you can get them, though, is if you come in person. Is that correct? You, you can apply online at huntexpo.com, but you do have to come to the show and validate your application. Um, so it has to be in person. So we, that's part of what we've worked with the state of Utah so we can attract people to our show. And that money goes for what? All of it goes to habitat. It all goes to the habitat and uh, for all wildlife, just not mule deer. So we, we benefit all the wildlife that are out there. Yeah. Well, we just believe in trying to make healthy habitat for whether it's healthy forests or healthy rangelands. And those auctions, you got three big ones. We have three auctions, one uh, February 14th on Friday day, and then we have one on Friday night where there's some really premier tags. And then, of course, Saturday night is our, our grand finale auction. Talking about nighttime, uh, the entertainment, I mean, it is top shelf. Tell us about the entertainers are going to be there, Miles. Well, normally we have three entertainers this year. We only have two on Thursday night. Welcome back. It's Little Texas. Saturday night, it's Chris Jansen. But we have we have some great keynote speakers. Uh, Jack Carr, the author, uh, former Navy SEAL, is going to be our keynote speaker on Friday night. And Secretary of Interior Barnhart will be our keynote speaker on Saturday night. Yeah, a lot of fun. And something for the ladies at noontime on Friday, uh, the ladies event. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, you've got to come get your wife or your girlfriend to come to that. And this year's theme is Greece. Uh, so it's kind of a 50s theme, early 60s, 50s, whenever that was. And uh, I know my wife's picking out a dress and, and uh, they have a lot of fun. They have a lot of auction items and, and raffles and games. And uh, it's, it's a party. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I know my wife is also, she says, how does this look? I mean, do you think this will work? You know, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. And the mounts that are there, I mean, it's a tremendous place. If you want to see some tremendous taxidermy of big game, this is a place to go. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, we have some of the best taxidermy of any show. And, and you know, we have, of course, the Anchor uh, display, which is uh, Mossback Outfitters, that has some of the biggest... Uh, uh, trophy animals in the West, but all through the exhibit hall, we have uh, incredible displays of taxidermy, and even in the in the booths of the guides and the outfitters, some of the taxidermy uh, is just amazing. Tell us about the archery for kids. I know last year when I looked at that, it was amazing the number of young people that were there with bows and arrows in hand. We are now the Utah State Tournament for NAS, National Archery in the Schools Program. And we have uh, we have over a 1,000 kids every year. Uh, this year we're expecting, because it's a state tournament, maybe closer to twelve or 1,400 kids. And it's a pretty impressive to see all those kids on the line shooting those, shooting, uh, those arrows. Yep. Conservation priorities that, you know, you're in partnership with SFW, Sportsman for Fish and Wildlife. What's on top of your list when you look at the great work that the Mule Deer Foundation does? Well, we really look at doing habitat projects uh, across the West, and we we uh, work with the state and federal agencies to find out those those critical areas, whether it's an area that's been burnt or it's a forest that needs needs uh, thinning. Um, we we work closely with our partners to find those, and then we uh, target that money into those areas. Good stuff. What's well, all going to happen right at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City? Uh, how would people register? How do they get in? Is it open to the public? It's open to the public, and you can. Get a discount coupon online at huntexpo.com, and uh, you it's usually from uh, 10 o'clock to uh, 6 o'clock every, no, every day, uh, 
Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday, we close at 4 o'clock, but uh, uh, just go online, huntexpo.com. There you go. I look forward to seeing you all there. Miles, uh, I look forward to working with you again. It's my 11th year there. How many years have you been part of the Expo? Well, this will be my 14th. We've had 14 of them. <laughs> 14. Okay, folks, we'll make sure we'll see you in Salt Lake City. And this is Rob Keck, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back here. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answered, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And I'm sitting here, a gentleman that leads an outstanding organization. He's the president and CEO of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. And they have something coming up that I want you uh, to hear about. Please make welcome to the show, Howard Vincent. Howard, welcome to Outdoor World. Thanks for having us here today, Rob. You know, in this show, I wanted to alert all of our listeners that uh, on Valentine's weekend, there's a lot of conservation conventions happening. And Howard, you have one going on. I'm going to let you tell our listeners all about it, how they can get there, what they might experience when they come to Pheasant Fest. Well, that's great. I mean, where else would you rather be on Valentine's Day than in uh, on February 14th, 15th, and 16th than Minneapolis, Minnesota? You know, we, we're going to turn the heaters on, uh, <laughs> make, try to make it warm for everyone. Uh, we're going to be at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Uh, we expect 30,000 hunters, shooters, and conservationists uh, to be on that floor. Um, and this show, the Pheasant Fest and the Quail Classic, is all about hunting and shooting. Uh, it's all about dogs. It's all about great outdoor cooking and, of course, a great place to have the kids uh, enjoy a day on the floor, maybe shoot the arrow a little bit, maybe uh, do a little bit of fishing as well. Um, this is all things family. Tell us about the exhibit hall. I know uh, you mentioned about all these different things with dogs and hunting, and uh, I know that's a big draw as well. Yeah, we'll open the show on uh, Friday the 14th and what you'll see is the bird dog parade. I mean, we'll open the show and we'll introduce you to 40 different unique breeds. Um, they'll come up on stage. We'll talk about their strengths, uh, where they come from, their tradition, and then we'll cut the red, the red ribbon, open the doors, and of course, again, uh, we'll have the cooking stage will be there, landowner workshop for producers and uh, people who want to do some conservation. And that's kind of the vegetables that we've got in your plate. But we know many of the people come to learn about the dogs. There's a dog training stage that's running the entire weekend. Uh, and then, of course, again, the kids. There's all kinds of things for the kids to do. Total family event. How about the banquet events? I know you've got some fundraising going on as well because uh, 
It takes money to grease the wheels of conservation. Absolutely. Both Friday evening and Saturday evening, we have huge events, uh, banquets. Uh, both events will look like 1,500 to 2,000 people at those. Uh, if you want uh, to be a part of that, you're going to have to work quickly. Uh, we're getting close <laughs> to being sold out on both of those events. That's a nice thing to have. I like that word, sold out. When you're the CEO putting on that event, you always worry about uh, just... Uh, you know, are we going to fill the place or not? Well, uh, tell us about uh, some of the other things that, that happen there. I know you talk conservation. You've got uh, a lot of people that are dedicated to improving habitat. They want to see numbers of uh, quail and pheasants and other upland game grow. Tell us about those meetings as well. Sure. There's uh, continual uh, meetings on the floor, whether that's uh, introduction through our R3 initiative, recruitment uh, retention and reactivation. How do we engage new young people, invite them into the outdoors? Uh, we have our volunteers and our chapter members from across the United States there as well. Uh, we'll have our uh, meetings with them, our volunteers, on how to engage more partnerships out there. Uh, and then again, our landowner help desk where uh, a landowner can come and sit down with one of our farm bill biologists and learn about how doing cut to we can actually show them how they do conservation on their working lands um, with our partners from NRCS and FSA and, of course, all of our uh, state partners as well. So it's there's a, an incredible amount of opportunity to learn about conservation, learn about hunting, how to get into the outdoors, and, and we really look forward to that opportunity to share our our goals and our mission with the public. Tell us about your chapters. You've mentioned uh, you've got chapters of Quail Forever and Pheasants Forever. Tell us about those activities and what they do. We've got some listeners that say, you know, maybe I might like to be part of one of those chapters. Absolutely. So we've got 750 chapters across the country. Um, we have a unique model at Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever where chapters raise money locally through that classic banquet evening. But what's unique about our organization is the dollars stay local. So those volunteer leaders decide how best they can deploy their dollars in their with their local landowners, how they can use their dollars locally to introduce kids and others into the outdoors, and then, of course, help us fight that battle in Washington, D.C. But if you think about those volunteers, they're here every day fighting that battle, uh, working within their communities, and then, you know, the greater voice that they bring along with our other partners. Uh, we also recognize we don't do this by ourselves. There's, whether you're, we're working with elks or ducks or turkeys, you know, great organizations, we work locally with them as well. All right. Well, tell us about uh, entertainment. So the there's lots of ha things happening on the floor, of course, again, for family events. But in the evenings, uh, Friday evening, is uh, it'll be a beer and bourbon event. Oh, that uh, sounds like fun. Right? So you get your taste buds ready for a great evening. And then we have Randy Newberg, who's going to be our keynote speaker on Saturday evening. Really a voice uh, for hunting in the outdoors. And, uh, a lot on public lands. A lot well. of public lands discussion. Uh, we'll also have a public land. Pavilion, where we'll have leaders from around the country come with Fosberg from TRCP, Lantani from Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, Ben Jones from uh, Rough Grouse Society, myself, will be on stage to answer questions of the public and talk about both private and public lands and how they work together to create wildlife corridors. And this administration has really worked hard to create access on, you know, all public lands. 
And how, where do we take that and how can we improve that from both a habitat perspective and an access perspective? Howard, here just as we wrap up in the last 30 seconds, tell us again how people can uh, get to the convention, where it's at, what they need to do to register. So come to Minneapolis, Minnesota, to the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 14, 15, and 16. We'd love to have you. I promise you, you'll have a great time. Howard, good luck to you. Good luck at the convention. And I wish I could be there too, but I'm going to be with Miles Moretti and the Mule Deer Foundation at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. I'm going to get there one day, but good luck to you. Raise a lot of money and keep doing that great work for conservation. Thanks so much, Rob. You bet. We'll be back in just a moment. We are the young minds that will shape tomorrow's world. But today, the world is in your hands. What's your vision for the future? Since 1937, Ducks Unlimited has been the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. And we've had the same vision for the future for more than 75 years. A future with clean water, abundant wildlife, plenty of places to enjoy nature, and wetlands, sufficient to fill the skies with waterfowl today, tomorrow, and forever. Sure, there's still a whole lot of work to be done, but we know we can turn things around together because we are the next generation of DU conservationists. And with a little help from you, our future is looking really bright. Ducks Unlimited, working for conservation for generations to come. A public service from Ducks Unlimited. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And again, we are right here at the SHOT Show. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a gathering of many, many people in the hunting and shooting industry. And certainly the conservation groups, the NGOs of our country, they blend in here very, very well. Because conservation is funded by that excise tax. It comes off the sale of firearms and ammunition. And uh, we're looking at a, at a bright new decade, an opportunity to, to really take conservation to a new level. As we've talked with uh, some of the other guests, we've got some conventions coming up here. We've had some in January, but it seems on Valentine's weekend uh, seems to be a real popular time. And I know some of you have a choice to make between whether you go to the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville, go to Pheasant Fest uh, up in Minneapolis, or go to the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo out in Salt Lake City. And I have with me right here the Public Relations Manager for the National Wild Turkey Federation, Peter Mueller. Peter, welcome to Outdoor World. Absolutely, Rob. Pleasure to be here. Uh, always always a great opportunity to see people here in Las Vegas. Great community and great opportunity to, to sit down and chat with you about our convention. Yeah, well, look, uh, it's coming up just at the blink of an eye. Tell us about the location, because it's been one of my favorite convention locations of all time for any group. Tell us about that. You know, for, for quite some time now, uh, we've been gathering for our convention in Nashville, Tennessee, Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center. It, it's, it's a really unique place to be just because we can host everything all under one roof. But it's also a very central location for a majority of turkey hunters. I mean, you know, people in those northern states, southern states, everybody's converging right there in the middle. And it's, uh, it's a great event to be a part of. Peter, tell us what goes on. I know it's over a number of days and a lot of different things take place at that convention. 
So uh, we will be there from the 12th through the 16th of February. Uh, again, a lot of things going on. We have uh, one of the biggest draws is our exhibit hall floor, uh, where you can see more than 350 exhibitors uh, down there showing off some of the hottest new products in not only just the turkey hunting world, but just for anybody who enjoys the outdoors. We have uh, one of my favorite things, the turkey calling competitions. But then it's also an opportunity for us to celebrate and honor those people who are doing that boots on the ground work across the country, those volunteers and members who really help make the NWTF the great organization that it is. Tell me how many chapters, how many uh, people are out there that uh, are working hard doing those boots on the ground projects that you have. You know, we, we are an organization that's uh, made up about 235,000 members, but we, we have more than 10,000 dedicated volunteers that are helping to put together, you know, more than 1,500 banquets and help carry out countless outreach events, you know, uh, helping to enhance the lives of youth, women, uh, those people dealing with mobility impairments and, and introduce all those people to the outdoors. So just again, a lot of great people that, they come together for this event every year, more than 50,000. I think it was more than 56,000 last year. Wow. And it's ever-growing. Well, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, a lot of it, of course, is the recognition of those volunteers, recognition being the cornerstone of volunteerism. Also, some entertainment takes place there as well. And uh, this may be uh, just the thing that says, you know, I want to go to that convention. Tell us about the entertainment factor of the NWTF convention. You know, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't be in Nashville, Tennessee without having some country music. And so this year, uh, during our Thursdays, um, Thursdays tailgate or, you know, our opening event for convention, we'll have Chris Jansen there. But also Saturday after our uh, awards banquet, we will have uh, Red Akins, a guy who's written some of the hottest songs over the past few decades in country music world. He's going to be there having kind of a songwriters uh, guild up there on stage with him, him and some of his friends sharing some of their, their favorite tunes yeah um so yeah again great opportunity something for everybody and and i'd feel bad if i didn't even mention our family adventure village for the kids uh hands-on activities for them to be able to take part in uh again down there on that exhibit hall floor it's too much to mention it all honestly well that's what we're trying to do because we want people to come there and you know we've got a lot of listeners out there that have never been to a convention a conservation convention of any type And I think the spirit gets elevated, and it's something that uh, is contagious. People want to be part of this when they see just a community of volunteers that are doing great things for the great outdoors. You also have some terrific speakers that take place at some of the events. You've got breakfast, you've got evening events, you've got luncheons, you've got fundraising events as well. Tell us about some of those. You know, we do have a number of seminars that are going to be going on Uh you know, just like in previous years, it's an opportunity to sit down and listen to speakers talk about how to have a more productive turkey season. But then we also are trying to address some of the things, uh, like hunter retention, recruitment, reactivation. So we have seminars just going on and, and how to help introduce that next generation of people to the outdoors. In addition, this is the first time, uh, that we'll be doing this uh, at this year's convention Thursday morning. We're going to kind of have a fireside chat. Uh, I know that uh, CEO Becky Humphreys will be there. Uh, Board President Harlan uh, Starr will be there. We will also have Steve Ranella kind of hosting a live podcast-style event with some of his friends there. It's uh, open to the public. Again, that's Thursday morning. Well, that sounds great. And, uh, you know, when you look at some of the monies that you raise at these conventions you know money is the lubricant that greases the wheels of conservation tell us about some of the auctions that take place 
You know, you're right. This is one of our biggest fundraising opportunities throughout the year. Um, but it's also a, a great chance for those people that are looking for that next adventure, that next trip, uh, whether it be hunting or just just a, a, a different excursion that they're going to take, uh, that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity between our ladies' auction, our hunt auction, and that, that Friday night event, the Grand National Auction. There are a lot of things that, that will be available. Uh, more fundraising opportunities down there on the exhibit hall floor, but again, something for everybody, no matter what it is that you're looking for. Well, you're going to have some of the biggest names in turkey hunting. If you want to learn how to call, if you want to learn how to hunt, look at some of the latest turkey guns and loads. It's all right there, folks. And the community of, of turkey hunters that uh, that gather there. You know, many times people ask, where can I book a hunt? Or how can I find somebody that uh, maybe I can hook up with and exchange a hunt? Tell us about the outfitting opportunities that might be there with somebody. Maybe they want to go for a Gould's turkey in Mexico or the oscillated over in the Yucatan. Tell us about that. You know, you're right. They, with all the outfitters that we have there, it, it doesn't matter whether you're looking to complete that world slam, you're royal, or you're just deciding that, man, I've spent my entire uh, life hunting turkeys on the East Coast, and now I want to head out to California, Oregon, Washington, and I want to chase those birds there. I mean, there, there are uh, numerous outfitters there. But, you know, you touch on this a little bit, just that community aspect. Uh, I I chat with some of our members and volunteers that come in every year, and this is a vacation for them. They come together once a year to see all those friends that they haven't seen since the past convention, and they talk about their previous year of turkey hunting, deer hunting, wrapping up waterfowl season. I mean, these are are diehard hunters that live and breathe that outdoor lifestyle and just enjoy being a part of that overall community of outdoorsmen. So well said. Here, just in the final seconds, how do people find out more about the convention, where to go, when it happens, what it costs? Easiest thing to do is visit nwtf.org slash convention. It's honestly an easy uh, event to attend. $35 gets you in the door, uh, the entire convention down there on the exhibit hall floor, and it also gets you your annual membership to the NWTF. If you want to attend any of those additional events, those are additional ticketed events there for convention, but again, everything at nwtf.org. There you go. Peter Mueller for the NWTF. Folks, that's going to wrap it up here once again on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck. I'm half of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call. That call to conservation and preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 